Huddling up with Upper Cumberland coaches and players. Red Boiling Springs knocks off Pickett County. Stone Memorial takes down Livingston on the boys' side. Upperman takes down Livingston on the girls' side. It's District Tournament Palooza. From ucsportsnation.com, this is the High School Playbook. The Upper Cumberland's place to talk prep sports. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Quality products, a high level of workmanship. Mountain Barn Builders, storage buildings, animal shelters, gazebos. Visit Highway 127 between Jamestown and Clark Range. Welcome into the High School Playbook here from Chick-fil-A in Cookville on Interstate Drive. My name's Jacob Vinson. We've got a full show today. A lot of district tournament action going on around the Upper Cumberland last night. A lot of semifinals, a championship as well. And, uh, well, let's go through some of those scores. There were a lot of scores last night in the District 7-3A. A lot of good basketball teams on the girls' side. Upperman was able to knock off Cumberland County, move on into the championship tonight at 6. White County took down Livingston Academy on the girls' side, 54-50 to in a close one. So it's Upperman and White County in the championship on the girls' side. On the boys' side, the top two seeds, Stone Memorial and White County, moving on into the championship. Stone Memorial knocked off Livingston last night, 65-54. to for White County on top of Cumberland County, 41 to 39. So the championship between Stone and White County as the constellation will be Cumberland County and Livingston. In District 7, single A, an upset. Red Boiling Springs Lady Bulldogs knock off the Pickett County Lady Bobcats. Final score in that one was 51 to 43. So Red Boiling Springs will meet Clay County in the girls' championship. That'll be played on Monday at 7.30. The boys' semifinals in District 7A being played tonight between Clay Lake County and Red Boiling Springs in Pickett County and Gornsville. Those start at 6 o'clock tonight. We've got a lot more action. We'll take you through them as the day goes on. We've got 60 minutes, and we're talking basketball the whole way through. There was a district championship last night. It was in District 6-4A, and that's where we start off. We'd like to welcome in head coach Anthony Lippy of the Warren County Lady Pioneers Girls Basketball Program. Coach fell to Coffee County last night in the District 6-4A championship game, 56-45. to What did the Red Raiders do well in that ball game? Well, they're just a physical team, well-coached. Uh, I believe they're, you know, number. last time I checked, I believe they were four in the state. Um, you know, they're just, they're tough in the paint and they've got shooters around the perimeter. And so you got to sort of pick your poison, but you know, I was proud of how, how our girls played. Um, we got in a lot of foul trouble early, um, which, which put us in a bind and, and just tried to chip away at it. Came within three, uh, I believe it was 44, uh, uh, 41 there late with a couple minutes and, uh, just, you know, didn't didn't get the buckets we needed and had to foul late and so that's how that game went last night for us that's the fourth time you've played him this season and there's an off chance that you could meet him in the region tournament as well what is something that you guys if you were to meet them and obviously it's hypothetical but what's something you guys might have to change if you take them on again later on down the road well i mean there's there's not i mean like you said we've played them a lot they know what we do and we know what they do and I think we executed a game plan just down the stretch. Like I said, when when we got some of our starters in some major foul trouble, that really hurt us. So I think I think you try to, you know, um, stay out of foul trouble. And 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 you know, there's there's nights where calls just don't go your way, and, and that's that's what what went for us the other night. But um, but yeah, as far as game plan, I think I think 
we had a pretty good one. I don't think there's a, a ton that you change. It's just, you know, uh, got to give our, our, our selves a chance to, uh, to win down the stretch. I felt like we did that. Of course, we had to foul late and it stretched the game out and gave them a much larger lead. But, but yeah, just staying out of foul trouble, being smart with, with our shot selection. Coach, there were some positives from last night. Obviously, your runner-ups in the district championship, so it's a pretty good seed in the region tournament. Also, back, uh, you were named the District 6 for a Coach of the Year. What did that mean to you, being named that from your fellow coaches? Yeah, no, that that's it's a, a huge honor, you know, to, to be named that. And I, I told our girls, I think it's just a testament of, of the work that they've put in. Um, not just this year, but over over the you know three years that I've coached, and you know they've they've made leaps and bounds, uh, going from a two and twenty six season my first year to now twenty three and seven. Um, you know, adding ten plus wins, you know, just about each year. You know, last year was a COVID year, so I felt like we might have been able to squeeze out a winning season if we were able to play all of our games. It didn't work out that way, and and so uh, just proud of, of where our program uh, has gone, um, and and the girls believing in what we what we're preaching each day, and believing and buying into our culture, and I think that's that's the results from what what came last night as as coach of the year. Like I said, just proud of that. We're talking with head coach Anthony Lippy of the Warren County Lady Pioneers right here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, you kind of mentioned it in that last answer. You guys as a program have not had a winning season since the 2013-2014 season. How fulfilling has this season been with as many wins as you've had and you're going to host a region game? Yeah, no, I mean, this this team, they, you know, you turn around and every, you know, a lot of things that they're doing it, it hadn't been done in a long time. And like I said, that's just a, a testament to the, to the buy-in that we have and the hard work that they've put in and um, you know, it, just, it feels good that you're you're doing something right. You know, and people believe in what you're doing, and they're they're standing behind you. And you know, as a coach, it's always easy. You know, everyone knows best. You know, and and uh, it, it's just nice to uh, to to see the hard work. Um, you know, come out in in a positive way, and and community behind you. And so I'm just excited for the program and, and, and that we've, we've turned it around. We're headed in the right direction. Let's talk about the region tournament. Obviously, we don't know who you're going to play just yet as the District 5 semifinals going on today. Do you have plans to, to go scout those today? Yeah, we're, we're keeping an eye on that. We've got, you know, some coaches uh, that we're going to go out and, and watch, those ball ga- or watch the ball game there um, this evening. Or afternoon, um, but yeah, we're we we you know are starting to prepare for that. You know, you got next week, um, you know, all next week to prepare, and so we'll we'll be keeping an eye uh, on that. In the meantime, you know, me personally, my son's having a birthday party, and and so we're I'm just after last night's game, we're we're trying to pump the brakes for a minute, enjoy some family time. That's what I told the girls, you know, just be with your families. 
you know, and then we'll go back to work next week. Always important to hit a little bit of that reset button. Well, let's talk about kind of going back to that work. You're not going to play until the 25th, so you're going to get a couple of days off, and then you're going to get right back into it. What are you guys going to be focusing on leading up to that region region game? I know I mentioned it. You don't know the opponent just yet, but there's always things to work on within your own team. Yeah, no, uh, one thing important, like you said, hit the reset button. Um, you know, we've got injuries and stuff, just like your bumps and bruises and stuff, just like everybody else. And so looking to just get back healthy, um, you know, get in the gym, uh, look look to execute and, and just fine-tune, you know. But this this part of the year, you know, you are what you are. And you know, like I say, the haze is barn. <laughs> so we're, we've been working all year long, and, and right now it's just, fine-tuning and, and, and trying to execute and, and just understanding game situations and that sort of stuff. That's usually, you know, what we're going through. Uh, it, not putting a ton of uh, brand-new things in. And, and like I said, you, we've been working all year on things. And, and so we're, you know, just trying to be the best team we can offensively and defensively. Coach, no matter who you play, I know you mentioned it, you just want them to execute well, and obviously a big thing at tournament time is defensively, but what's a couple of things in specific areas on the court that you want to see your team do well come Friday? Well, a big thing, you know, is is taking care of the basketball, uh, limiting your, your turnovers, and then taking good shots. You know, a shot selection uh, is a huge thing that, that you see really good teams do well. Um, they're not going to take bad shots, uh, and, and sometimes um, that's hard in, in girls basketball, uh, high school level, to, to really you know uh, improve that. And so, just you know, we've always said you know, I, we we tell our players it, it's not your shot, it's our shot, and just trying to get them to buy into taking the best look, the best shot for our basketball team, not necessarily one particular person or, or whatever, because I feel like we have a lot of girls. Uh, that, that can knock down shots. And so, you know, that's what we stress each and every time down the floor is just let's get the best shot for our team. So th- those would be two things, taking care of the basketball and good shot selection for our, our basketball team. That's head coach Anthony Lippy with the Warren County Lady Pioneers. They fall to Coffee County last night in the District 6-4A championship game. However, they are going to host a region tournament game coming up on Friday the 25th. Coach, we appreciate the time. Thank you. We appreciate Coach Lippy joining us right here on the High School Playbook. We've got more to come live from Chick-fil-A in Cookville. The Mountain Burn Builders High School Playbook continues. Meet the athletes in your backyard. UCSportsNation.com Welcome back to Cookville. We're at Chick-fil-A. It's the high school playbook as we continue on with this one. We welcome in now head coach Neil Caps of the Stone Memorial Panthers boys basketball program. They got a win last night in the District 7-3A semifinals, 65-54, taking down Livingston. Livingston got it pretty close. They cut it to six late, but your guys were able to pull it out. How did your guys get the job done in the end? Well, we... Um... We, we uh, something I've been telling the kids here lately. We've just been wanting it more. We've just been wanting to go out and win more. You know, a, a couple of weeks ago we lost a game where the other team just wanted it more. And last night we competed for 32 minutes on the defensive end. We were patient offensively and got some really good looks. 
and uh, and knock down some shots, knock down some timely shots. We knew that Livingston was not going to quit. We knew they were going to compete for 32 minutes, and they were going to they were going to fight back. Even though we we did get out to a 10 point lead, we knew they were going to fight back, and they did. They started pressuring us late, and uh, we finally got settled in and didn't didn't let their pressure handle uh, bother us as bad as it did when they first started uh, pressing us. And uh, once once we were able to do that and get the ball into the front court and, and move it around, they eventually had to start fouling. And then after that, you know, that's uh, we were able to take care of uh, take care of that and knock down free throws. If you can knock down your free throws, you're going to settle everything down. And and we were able to finish out really strong, uh, making free throws, and that that pretty much uh, was the deal. It was just all everything was the kids. They they just competed really really hard. And, and kept us in it all night and, and, and fought and rebounded. One of the things, uh, the last time we played Livingston, that I, I told them, in the, in the first eight and a half minutes of the game, they had 11 points off offensive rebounds. And uh, we, could not, we could not withstand that in a postseason. You can't give up, you can't give up 16 offensive rebounds, I mean uh, 10 offensive rebounds. And uh, they wound up having on the game 16 points off offensive rebounds, and that would have killed us last night. But we were able to do a much better job rebounding the basketball, defending, and uh, just making shots. Coach, you started the season 7-7. Seven and seven. Now you're 17-9. and nine. You've only lost one game in 2022, and i got to imagine it's that upper men you were just referencing and them kind of wanting that ball game more. But with that being the lone loss here in 2022, what's kind of clicked as the year turned over? Well, I've been telling the kids, and I've mentioned this to a bunch of people a bunch of times uh, throughout the year. When we first started spring practice, um, all the way back in May of last year, I was telling the kids, you know, I knew I knew we had a good freshman coming in, and uh, I knew we had some really good pieces. And I said, it just takes time. Chemistry takes time. And I said, once we get all everything together and we start playing, I said, uh, we'll we will our time will be after Christmas. And lo and behold, I mean, again, I keep saying this: the kids believed in it, the kids trust me, and they, we we finally started. You know, we find us a big man. We, we've got, we're you know we're big man Bible soon, uh, and we are we are we're doing much better. But we got really good guards, and, and at the end of the day, it just takes time for everybody to get on the same page, everybody to do their job, and that's where we're at right now. We got a bunch of kids that are really believing in each other, trusting each other, and doing their job. And uh, that's where that's how we've been able to have the success we've had uh, post Christmas. Uh, it's just the kids believing in each other. We're talking with head coach Neil Caps of the Stone Memorial Panthers. They're getting ready to take on White County in the District Seven Three A Championship game tonight. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, the last time you played for a district title was back in 2018-2019 season, and you beat the same White County team 48 to 47 by just one point. How special would this one be? You mentioned it, just kind of building that chemistry as the season has gone on and then playing for a district championship. Well, I can tell you, you know, it's nothing new to, to White County. Uh, White County has been to four consecutive district championship games. So uh, this will, you know, they, they're used to being there. This is going to be new to us. Uh, and it was obviously very special in the new league and in, in the new year. Uh, we it'd be very exciting to be able to go out and and, and, and to do that. And but you know it's it's not going to be easy. We're going to have to really you know defend really well. We're going to take care of our business. But um, uh, yeah, it, it would be no question how special it would be from where we were. You know, picked uh, picked preseason uh, down. You know, 
third by the coaches, sixth by the, the uh, media, and to be able to fight back and, and, and overtake that and, and win a district championship in the regular season and in the tournament would be very special. There's no question. What's the day look like for you guys? Obviously, it's a short turnaround. You're getting ready for a really good Sparta team like you mentioned, and now I know you've beaten them twice already this year, but the third time around is always different. But what's the day look like for your team today, getting ready for the championship tonight? Well, I hope all the all the boys got to bed early. That's the most important thing. I hope they got to bed uh, as early as they could last night and then get a little sleep today. We're going to probably have our shoot around at 245 today, and then we'll leave. Uh, and head to Kubel and get them a bite to eat. You know, I, I mean, I like I like routine. Uh, it's good for the kids to know what to expect. Uh, we'll get them something to eat, and then we'll get them to the gym. You know, we're just you are correct. It is a very short turn turnarounds, but we still have to have some prep time. We'll have a little film session today, and then we'll have some on the floor uh, things that we'll do to to prep. Just a, really a walkthrough. By this time, you're really you're really not trying to introduce a whole lot of new stuff. You're just trying to uh, recap and review uh, who they are, what their tendencies are, what they look to do, uh, and that you know. And at the end of the day, they will they will be a little bit different. And yes, you know, uh, one of their um, we were walking out on the floor last night, and one of their players walked by us and said, "You better win." And our, my assistant coach looked at me, and it was kind of like, you know, he, he, they, they did, they beat Livingston twice, and uh, we have swept them. And he said, well, y'all better win, because he wanted, you could tell he was wanting to play us. So it means, it, it, it means a lot to them as well. They're wanting, they're wanting a chance to, to beat us this year, because we had, uh, it is hard to beat a team three times. So they definitely want to, uh, uh, want to play us. So they'll be excited. They'll be locked in. So we got to meet and exceed that effort, energy, and emotion that they have. And uh, it's going to be a fun environment, no question. And we are it's one we're looking forward to. 61-58, 65-47 in the two wins against them already this season. Tonight, what are going to be two keys for your team to come out victorious? If we can rebound the basketball and not let them get extra opportunities, uh, second-chance points, I think we'll be, give ourselves a really nice chance. So just – Got to make their shooters uncomfortable, and we got to and we got to really do a good job on their big man in the paint. That's Neil Caps, the head coach for the Stone Memorial Panthers. They're getting ready to take on White County tonight in the District Seven Three A title game. Coach, we appreciate the time. Good luck tonight. No, uh, thank you very much. Always a pleasure to be on here, and we appreciate what you guys do for the kids of Upper Cumberland. Thank you very much. Have a great day. The York Dragonettes girls basketball program won in the semifinals of the District 5 2A semifinals last night. They took down Jackson County 63-26 to to move on into the championship coming up on Monday as we're joined now by head coach Michael Green of the York Dragonettes. Coach, you had three players with at least 14 points in the game last night. What was working well for your girls offensively? Uh, we, got, uh, we got out in transition uh, early. We were trapping. Uh, pressuring pretty good there we got got quite a few layups uh really just played overall just solid uh solid offensively we worked the ball around a lot when we didn't get layups kind of slowed it down uh, those last three quarters tried to work the ball around quite a bit uh basically you know we had the end time game going we was knocking down some threes uh just a pretty good overall game offensively for us that's that 
How nice is it to have so many different options offensively? Gabby Beatty leads the way in scoring, but Reese Beatty can be up there. Sage Smith was up there last night. How nice is it to have three, four, and five options that can really go out and get 15 to 20 points any ball game? Uh, you know, it's crucial. If you're, if you're going to make a deep run, uh, that way, you know, I don't, I don't really think any team – and if you have tried uh, since I've been back to you know just key in on one player and shut them down, but you know we've got we've got five players on the court that can score uh, basically from anywhere on the court, and uh, you know if if the other team decides to go with a boxing one or any kind of that junk defense, we've got we've got you know five girls out there that are capable of scoring. Emmy Crabtree, she's she's been averaging close to ten points a game in these last five games, and Ellie Lefew, she's averaging close to ten and. Uh, you know we've we've got if everybody's on we're, we're hard we're hard to stop. Coach, you guys have won eight games in a row since the Rossview loss, and that was the first game back against Pickett County when that run started. What are the girls doing well in that run? Uh, really locking in defensively. We I've stressed that since I've been back. Uh, locking in defensively, communicating. You know we went over some stuff that they were doing they'd been doing wrong when I was gone, and. Uh, and offensively, really been working the ball around a lot more. Uh, there was a lot of one, one pass and quick shots, uh, you know, during that Rossview time and all that. And uh, really stressed uh, working the ball around and getting more movement on offense. It got kind of stagnant, but uh, that's what we've we've really improved on here these last several games. Do you personally feel like you're back in coaching shape? Maybe similarly to like a player is in playing shape or in game shape. Uh, yeah, I think, well, I'm getting there. I'm not all the way. Uh, those first couple of games were definitely rough, you know, been where I was out so long. Uh, but I'm I'm getting back to where I'm at uh, or where I was. And we're, it just seemed like we're so far behind where I was going so long. But, you know, we're trying to make the best of it and, and just improving on the fly. And Coach Johnson did a great job of filling in while I was gone. And, you know, hopefully we can uh, get things figured out as we go. The biggest thing is the late game situations, and uh, we've been trying to get a few of those in here this this last week or so. But uh, you know, we've not had to deal with any with any close games yet, and that, I'm worried that might be a problem for us because uh, we don't we don't know uh, what it's like to be playing in a close game for four solid quarters. And uh, you know, hopefully we can figure that out as we go. We're talking with head coach Michael Green of the York Dragonettes, 20 and five on the season, right here on the. High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, can you, I guess, try to imitate that in practice? I know you guys are probably going to have a practice getting ready for Monterey on Monday, but is it possible to kind of simulate a late-game situation in practice, or is it really you just have to have the experience in-game? Well, it depends on how many uh, how many players I can get in. Uh, we've only got eight to practice with, so I pull, uh, I pull a couple of boys over and uh, – you know, just to get some five-on-five five stuff, and we actually we've tried to uh, we've tried to go over that here the last couple of practices. There, just a few different scenarios, and uh, it's you can kind of get a feel for it, but it's really just that game experience of, of playing that way and, and knowing what to do, and uh, you don't really know how it's all going to work out until it's actually in a real game. You get Monterey in the championship coming up on Monday. We mentioned practice. Are you guys practicing today or tomorrow in the second part to that? What are you guys focusing on in practice specifically? Uh, now giving them the day off today. We're going to try to have a little shoot around tomorrow. Uh, 
mainly just talk about what we want to do defensively against Monterey, uh, you know, and stress to expect, you know, anything from them defensively different than what, what they had. You know, they may try to throw some different stuff at us that we hadn't seen uh, from them. And, you know, just to remind them to be humble and, and know that, you know, Monterey's playing at home. And, you know, a few calls go the wrong way, and, you know, it's a close ball game. So just really trying to focus on being humble and, uh, you know, showing up and playing four quarters like, like we can. You've beaten Monterey twice already this season, 65-43 and 63-27. You mentioned how you think the Wildcats might try to change some things up defensively. Do you guys change anything getting ready for this championship game, or is it the same same game plan you had in the first two? Yeah, I mean, we, we might change a few things up. Uh, you know, it just depends. A lot of it depends on how the game's going. You know, we don't like to – everybody, you know, in my three years of being here, we're a, we're a 90% man-to-man team, and, you know, that's not changed. Uh, you know, we'll play a little zone and stuff sometimes, but, uh, you know, we we like our man-to-man. We, we stick with it. We know – basically everybody knows that's what they're going to see when they face us. So, you know, we may tweak a few things and make a few adjustments after watching some more film, but – uh, the game plan will probably stay, stay relatively the same. Lastly, Coach, how important is this game just in terms of seeding in the region tournament? Oh, it's huge. Uh, you know, you, you win this game, you stay away, you stay on the opposite side of Westmoreland. Well, just assuming that Westmoreland wins that other that other district, but you stay away from them. Uh, and then you want to be district champs. I don't, I don't even know when the last time York Institute lady – or the Dragonettes were state uh, district champs. So, I mean, just in that sense, it's it's a it's an important game. I mean, no matter what we did during the regular season, that doesn't matter if you don't if you don't win the tournament district championship. So, uh, it's it's a huge game for us. That's head coach Michael Green of the York Dragonettes. They'll take on Monterey at Monterey coming up on Monday at seven thirty in the District Five Two A Championship. Coach, we appreciate the time. Good luck coming up on Monday. All right, thanks, man. I appreciate it. We appreciate Neil Caps of the Stone Memorial Panthers Boys Basketball Program and Michael Green of the York Dragonettes Girls Basketball Team joining us right here on the High School Playbook live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. We've got more coming up right after this. Buffaloes and Blue Devils and Bulldogs. We've got your team covered. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Welcome back to the High School Playbook, live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive here in Cookville as we welcome in Joseph Amonette of the Pickett County Bobcats Boys Basketball Program. Pickett County finished the regular season 19-6. They went 6-2 in district play, good for seconds in District 7A. Coach, you guys haven't played since February 5th against Wayne County in a win, 49-41, and that was right after a close loss to Clay County the night before. How encouraged were you with that win after falling to Clay County the night before in a close one. Oh, I thought I thought we may have played our best all-around game when you uh, when you consider all the circumstances. Um, you know, we were we were down a starter in uh, Caleb Lowhorn in those two games, um, so we were a little short-handed. Back-to-back games, tough competition. Anytime you go into Kentucky, it's going to be it's a hard place to go win. And um, I just I felt really good. Um, after that game, how we were able to bounce back after a really hard-fought, well-played game that we lost the night before, kind of in the last minute of the game, for us to come back and kind of so, show that resilience to, to get a good win on the road, um, it, was, it was just really, really positive game for us. 
You guys have had almost two weeks off now as you get ready for the district semifinals against Gordonsville. In those two weeks, what have you guys mainly been focusing on? Has it been getting ready, getting rested up for this district tournament? Has it been focusing on different things in practice? What have you guys really been keen in on in practice? Oh, a couple of things. Rest was one. You know, we, we've not had any time off all season. Um, you know, we played six games in ten days over Christmas and virtually had no time off from the time the Hall of Fame game started till, till these last two weeks. So the, the rest was good for us. Um, it was good for our team. You know, we did not, we did not anticipate having, uh, you know, we tried to space it out there where we would have, you know, seven or eight days off at most. And then we did anticipate having three games canceled um, in those last two weeks. But in today's time with COVID and, you know, it seems like more games get canceled now than ever before and really don't have anything to do with COVID. The weather's been another an ordeal for us to go through this year. But, um, you know, time off has never hurt this group. Um, with some groups, I'd be pretty concerned with having off too much time. But this group's a pretty focused group. Uh, practice has been really good. Uh, we've really focused on defensively, um, not having letdowns, uh, rebounding the ball, and then offensively executing and, and not turning the ball over. So I think this two weeks has been really good for our team, and uh, I think we're ready to go into the postseason um, healthy as we can be and uh, ready to play. You think this is the healthiest your team has been? You mentioned Caleb Lohorn not being able to play in the last two games, and everybody kind of deals with their nicks and bumps as the season goes on, especially at this point in the season. Does it feel like the team is is pretty healthy at this point now after the two-week layoff? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, you know Caleb had a... Um, had a, had a heart issue, they thought, maybe. And, you know, it took about three weeks to work that out. He's been released. And um, he's, you know, he's implementing himself back in, trying to get in shape. Um, you know, Zach is Zach's getting to be eight months post-op from his ACL reconstruction. And I can see just every day a big difference in him. And then, um, you know, Will's playing on that, that knee that's going to have to have surgery on it. But his bone bruise is getting times to heal. And then we actually played. We actually played in the um, – we didn't know it. We had a couple that were sick and uh, that, that uh, actually had the flu when we played Clay County and Wayne County. Hmm. So these two weeks, this is this is the healthiest – you know, I would I would say today is the healthiest we've been since since mid-December as a team. And, um, and I feel really good about where we're at and, and happy to be getting Caleb back, worked into the uh, – back into the rotation. We're talking with head coach Joseph Amonette of the Pickett County Bobcats right here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, you have seven rotation players. All seven of those guys receive district accolades. How cool is that for you as a coach to have every player that plays for you receive some recognition? You know, I think it's pretty incredible. I think it speaks well um, of our team and uh, the state of our program and you know, I don't know that uh, – I know I've never been part of a team that has received more um, individual recognition than um, that our kids, those seven kids, have, uh, have received going into the postseason. And, uh, and I'll tell you this, the, the thing that's pretty cool about it is, you know, they, they appreciate it. You know, it's a team sport, but to be recognized individually is, uh, is something I think that, that means something to kids. But it also puts us in a position – like I can tell you right now, my kids could care less who makes all tournament teams. All of that stuff's gone. They've been recognized. Um, makes them feel good. They just want an opportunity to win a championship. So, 
I think it's you know I think it's just something that's put us in a position to focus on what we really need to be focused on. Well, let's focus on that. Gordonsville here tonight in the district semifinals for the third time this season. Beat them pretty handily in the first two times, but this is a good Gordonsville basketball team. Offensively for you guys, you guys hit 10 threes in each of those two games. What what works so well offensively against this Tigers team, do you think? Uh, you know, I think uh, I think style of play. I think the first, you know, it's, the scores are a little deceiving, and you, you missed it. Gordonsville's got a very talented team and a deep team. Um, that, that's really well coached. You know, they're they're a big football school, so when we played them early, our football kids, um, you know, weren't weren't what I, they weren't in basketball shape. They weren't back with their feel. And you know, when we played them there in, in mid January, we were, um, you know, we we played really well. I felt like we had some matchups that worked well, and they had a kid that was out uh, with a sprained ankle that was an impactful player for them, and it was at our place. So, you know, I think both those games are probably two of the better games that we've played this season. Um, so that was fortunate for us. But they're, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure that Gordonsville's not one of the top ten teams in the state. Uh, they're really well coached. They're, they've got strength. they got shooters. And um, we just, I, I, I think it'll be a, a, a very competitive game. And uh, it's one that we're definitely not overlooking. How do you think this time might be different this time around? It's the third time around. You mentioned it. They were dealing with the football players coming back the first time. They had a starter out the second time. It seems like they'll be pretty healthy this time around, and obviously they've seen you twice now. How do you think this time around is going to be a little different? You know, I think any time that you play somebody for the third time, it's going to be different. And and we're in the postseason. You know, everybody's record zero and zero. It's a new season. Um, it's a neutral court, and it's the postseason. So, you know, it means a little bit more means a little bit more to everybody and I just think it brings out the best so I think you'll see the best in both teams. That's head coach Joseph Aminette with the Pickett County Bobcats coach we appreciate the time good luck tonight against Gordonsville. Thank you. The District 7A semifinals will be played tonight at Livingston Academy. Clay County takes on Red Boiling Springs at six o'clock and then Pickett County will take on Gordonsville. At 7.30, you can listen to that on our YouTube channel at StoneCom Radio and UCSportsNation.com. We've got more on the way on the high school playbook live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville coming up right after this. Warriors and Cavaliers in action. Wildcats and Panthers on the prowl. We've got them covered. The Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook. The High School Playbook live from Chick-fil-A right here in Cookville on Interstate Drive is Michael Dodgen. The White County Warrior Ed's Girls basketball program joins us now. White County got a big win last night, improved to 23-6 and on the season, playing in the District 7-3A semifinals. Took down a very good Livingston team, 54-50. to Coach, you trailed by four at the half, 26-22. to What changed in the second half to come out with the win? Well, we, we made some shots. Uh, that we missed there early on and, and um, got some good looks, especially inside the paint. Uh, we finished some shots there, and then we had some big threes that were made by four different players at a certain time. And You know, when you can get contributions from kids other than Mia, Celeste Reed, and, and Elena Stiles, it, it's going to be a big night for us. It looked like Nia had a pretty big game herself, and uh, you, we've mentioned Elena Styles throughout the season as well. How big has it been to have those two players? To if it is going wrong, you have a couple of players to look back on. 
Well, you're going to have to have some other people in tournament time step up. I mean, coaches are too good this day and age and with film this day and age that they're going to know your primaries. Um, so your, your secondary kids and your, you know, your role players are going to have to step up and have big games. And, that, that, you know, just like with Livingston, the last time we played them, Celeste played, you know, really, really well at Livingston. And they did a good job of taking Celeste away a little bit last night. Now Celeste had some big rebounds for us and made some big free throws for us along the way. But you got to have that stuff, especially in the postseason, if you're going to advance uh, a good distance. Coach, you guys have lost back-to-back games heading into the tournament, and obviously that was a very emotional time for your team. But what changed on the court in the last two wins here in the district tournament? I think we were able to just step back and just breathe for a minute, honestly. Uh, And that sounds kind of cliche a little bit, but, you know, these kids went through a lot. Uh, And high school kids aren't supposed to go through that. You know, that's things that you're supposed to be able just to come to – school every day and, and uh, go to school, go to practice, and, and go about your business. You're not supposed to have to worry about a teammate that, you know, one day is fine and the next day they're having a, a surgery in, in Vanderbilt Medical Center and and you're, you're just you're sent for a loop. And that's what this group had to go through. And, you know, it took us a little bit to get going, but, you know, we're, we're we're going to be okay right now. I mean, everything's going to be fine, even with Braden, and and we're just going to move on. I asked you before we got on here how Braden was doing it. It sounds like she's doing a little bit better and recovering at home. Is that correct? That is correct. She got to come home uh, Thursday, or no, I'm sorry, Wednesday, and, uh, you know, able to be in her house now and and just kind of being able to relax and, and do some things there. She. You know, she's a fighter, and uh, she's fighting through this and, and doing some things there that are going to help her along the way. And, you know, you, you don't, as a coach, there's no uh, guide or there's no coach's book to help you with your team when you, when you have a situation like this. You just got to kind of lean on each other and, and help each other out through the process. And, and I've got some good assistant coaches and some good people that are around that, were able to help us and help us get through this and it wasn't easy by no means and, and you know we're just excited that she's back home with her family and and they can rest and she can recover and hopefully we get Braden back with us at some point in the in the near future well there's been a lot of support from the community i know i've seen a lot of it on social media from a lot of different teams and i'm sure a lot of people have reached out to you personally as well so it's great to hear that she is back well, home and- and on that note, I mean, it has been. It's been unbelievable. You know, we've we've heard from every team in the Upper Cumberland, and we've heard from, you know, teams statewide. And, you know, I, Braden's family appreciates it more than anything. Uh, talking to her mom and dad, they love it. They, they appreciate it. And, you know, they, they, they just can't express that much, how much, you know, it means to them that people take time to support their kids. We're talking with head coach Michael Dodgen of the White County Warriorettes. Coach, you last played for a district championship in the 2019-2020 season when you beat Ray County 84-68. to How special would this one be, especially like we just talked about, with everything going on and you're taking on a really good team in Upperman tonight? 
Well, anytime you win a championship, it's special. Um, you know, you get opportunities to play for those things every year, and you know this year is no different. Um, you know, it's just it's just crazy. Uh, I talked to some people last night. It's just crazy how competitive our league is, and the four teams that were left. You know, any any of those four teams can advance far on in this postseason play and have the chance to play for a state title. Uh, that's just how good our area is. And, you know, I've got the utmost respect for Dana at Upperman. She does a really good job with her team. You know, obviously she's got a Miss Basketball finalist in Brooklyn Crouch and got a great post player inside uh, with Abigail Johnson. So, you know, it's not going to be an easy task for us. It's going to be a situation where we're going to have to bounce back and play again in 24 hours and, you know, just be ready to go. Well, let's break it down a little bit. You've beaten them twice already, 44-39 and 45-41, much lower than your season average of scoring at 64 points a game. Is that something that you guys do by design, or is it something that uh, Upperman tries to slow the game down? Well, Upperman does a really good job with, with ball control. Uh, that, that's one thing that Dana's always, in years past, you know, had teams that can control the basketball, control the tempo if she needs to. And, 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 you know, Dana's got, got teams that can score in the 60s. You know, those girls can, can get going, just like last night against Cumberland County. I mean, they, you know, they had a lull there for a little bit in the first half, and then they got going. I think uh, Jayla Cobb last night, I think, scored nine straight. Um, <clears throat> so they've got the ability to score it. Um, Upperman, just like, you know, Livingston and Cumberland County in our league, everybody's good defensively. And, and when you start playing teams three times, four times, you know, there's no secrets. There's nothing to hide. You just – it's whatever team executes the best. That's head coach Michael Dodgen, the White County Warriorettes. They're getting ready to take on Upperman in the District 7-3A championship tonight at 6 o'clock, played at Tennessee Tech. They're going to try to win their first district title since back in the 2020 season. Coach, we appreciate the time. Good luck tonight. Thank you very much. The Warren County Pioneers are 10 and 16 on the season. They went 2 and 7 in district play, fell to Coffee County 50 to 44 in the district 6-4A semifinals the other night, but still alive in the district tournament as we welcome in head coach Chris Sowens of the Warren County Pioneers basketball program. Coach, you fell in that first round game 50 to 44. You've had a lot of close games recently. This one to Coffee County. What did the Red Raiders do well in that game to make it difficult? Well, they just executed better than we did. I mean, we had a three-point lead going into uh uh, going in the fourth quarter, we hit a big shot to put us up three, and then uh, we go two of two of fourteen from the field in the uh, in overtime. Uh, just didn't get just you know just didn't execute the way that we wanted to. It's kind of a microcosm of maybe the season and and the last time we played them. Coffee County uh, uh, give Coach Taylor a lot of credit. They, they didn't really change a whole lot of things. They really didn't need to change a whole lot of things. I mean, it's been working against us and just had some mental breakdowns. And then I'll just be flat out honest. I mean, right now we're just not a uh, you are. I, I, I'm pretty honest when it comes to these type things. You are what your record says that you are, and right now we're just not. Uh, we're an average to a below average basketball team uh, when it comes to things. And you got to point the, directly the finger right at the guy that's uh, <laughs> in control of the ship. So uh, uh, I've just not did as good a job as, as I have in the past. Uh, we we've, uh, we we just don't have kids on the same page, and and, and we're just str- it's just been a struggle. So you know, there's no reason to sugarcoat it. 
Coffee County just flat out out executed us and uh, took a three point lead into a or a three point deficit into a four point win uh, in, in in the fourth quarter. And and, and, we, and when you know how tournament, everybody knows how tournament basketball is. This is a one to two possessions. Uh, it becomes a battle of wheels. It, you know, little small things, blocking out on the free throw line, getting the guys that uh, you want to shoot the basketball to take those shots. Uh, rebounding the basketball, just just small things that, that right now we're just not doing that we have did in in, in the past year. So it's been an eye opening experience. And uh, Coach Sellers looks in the mirror every morning and says, "Hey, uh, we need to get better." And, and, and he got point that finger direct, but hey, we're just not that good of a basketball team right now. Coach, the last three games have all been uh, stressful ones, emotional ones. Fifty to forty six in OT, like you mentioned, to Coffee County, forty four forty three to Franklin, and then fifty to forty four. The other night against Coffee again, two of those teams, very good teams. You're playing them close. What have you guys been focusing on in practice to essentially kind of get over that hump going forward into postseason play? Offensive execution, understanding what we want to get uh, when it comes to uh, those, those type possessions, understanding how you have to value those possessions because you may not get them back, understanding that if, if we have a scout uh, and, and these are things we think we can do well, that's, that's something that we need to continue to try to attack. Uh, but if you look, I mean, a 5.4 quarter, that, that means we didn't execute. We took 14 shots. Uh, we hit two of them. That's 12. And, and hey, and, and it's nothing to do with kids not giving effort. It's about can they mentally understand how to stay in tune with a basketball game when the crowd's going nuts. Uh, you know, it's district basketball season. Everybody knows how this works. You don't win basketball games by 25 and 30 by this point in the season. Uh, we, you know, we showed a lot of film. <laughs> we, we're doing a lot of things. Uh, some of it's head-scratching at times because we, we think we have some issues corrected. And, and then, you know, they kind of rear their ugly head again. But as a basketball coach, you're just trying to make them understand that, that, that we've got to value those possessions because we were down 46 45, we had the lead at 45-43, uh, and you know that's the kind of basketball game it's going to be. We just didn't execute down the stretch. We didn't get what we wanted, and that's something we're trying to work on every day in practice to know exactly what we want to do. Uh, we got to be able to get the free throw line. we got to be able to hit some some shots. Uh, we we got to put the guy, the ball in guys' hands that, that, we, that, that are probably some kids – you know, we had a kid that went six of eight from the three-point line in the fourth up until the third quarter. He touches the ball one time in the fourth quarter. That's a concern when you're the head basketball coach because that's a kid that, that that really was rolling pretty well, and we didn't give him the opportunity to to to, to kind of continue his hot night. And then that goes directly back back to me. They're 16, 17, 18 year old young men, and I've got to do a better job of leading. We're talking with head coach Chris Solens, the Warren County Pioneers basketball coach. They're 10-16 and 16 on the season, still alive in district play. They'll be taking on Franklin County tonight at 6 in the District 6-4A consolation game. Coach, before we break down that game, I just want to talk about playing in a consolation game. It's always tough, but especially now in tournament time, you guys already know you're moving on into the region tournament. Is, this, is it almost making it a little bit more difficult to motivate the team to get up for a game like this one, knowing you're going to have another game after this? I think I think that you hit on something. I think you know we put on you know we we're back to back district champions. Uh, you know we've been in the race in that hunt for the last three or four years. We moved to a new district. You're picked pretty high in the district, and it's not went to how how, to how you would want it to go. Uh, you know at this point in the season, we put a lot of eggs in that basket uh, for Tuesday night. It didn't go to the way we wanted to go. So you got to you got to motivate them 
to get back up, understanding that seeding is really big, and everybody, hey, the, the, when we say the state tournament starts, it starts in district competition, but we're very fortunate we only have four district teams, so we know we're all moving on the region. It's about seeding, and, and our state tournament kind of starts next Saturday when it gets when we get to the region. I think we're really close to being where we want to be, and, and, and I think this is a big basketball game to see if we can maybe come out and, and Maybe lighten the load on their shoulders a little bit and just go out and play the game of basketball, understanding there is a tomorrow. Uh, that being said, we, you know, we'll have to play, we'll have to play very well because Frank County's got a good basketball team. Let's break it down a little bit. No one covers your favorite high school teams like we do. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Welcome back to the High School Playbook, live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville for the final time in this one. A lot of great coaches on the show today, a lot of great district action last night, and a lot more going on today as well. Let's quickly go through some of the games going on today. District 7 AAA Championship and Consolation Games starting at 3, going all the way to 7.30 tonight. Livingston will take on Cumberland County on both the girls' and the boys' sides. You can listen to both of those games on WLIV 1019 AM 920. Then White County takes on Upperman in the girls' championship, Stone Memorial and White County in the boys' championship. District 9, 4A semifinals today. Green Hill taking on the Cookville boys at 3.30. And then the Cookville girls are in action at 5 versus Mount Juliet. Both of those on News Talk 94.1 AM 1600. Van Buren, both of those teams in action in their championships today in District 6A. Girls at 6, boys at 7.30. District 7A semifinals, Pickett County versus Gordonsville at 7.30. Clay County versus Red Boiling Springs at 6. A special shout-out to all the coaches joining us today. Anthony Lippi, Neil Caps, Michael Green, Joseph Aminetz, Michael Dodgen, and Chris Solens right here on the High School Playbook. I'd also like to thank Will Hearn and Franklin McCarthy, our audio engineer and studio producer, back turning the dials in this one. It's been a fun day talking basketball. I appreciate y'all, all of you tuning in. Appreciate all the coaches and all the help for making this possible. For the High School Playbook right here at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville, I'm Jacob Vincent saying so long. We'll talk to you again on Thursday. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Constructing storage buildings of all sizes for your backyard. The perfect shed. Added storage from Mountain Barn Builders. Online at mountainbarnbuilders.com. Or see your building up close. Highway 127. Get the scouting report on all the week's prep action. Online now. UCSportsNation.com.